You are Locked On Sooners, your daily Oklahoma Sooners podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. From the G Family Performance Center in Edmond, Oklahoma, welcome to another episode of the Locked On Sooners podcast. I am your gracious and humble host, Eric G. Thank you so much for making us a part of your day. And coming up on this episode of the Locked On Sooners podcast, OU still has some major questions to answer before they get to this game with TCU. And how many of those questions will get answered when Lincoln Riley takes the podium Monday at noon and has his weekly press conference? I'm also interested to see in that press conference just how many of the questions have to do with TCU versus mental state of the team, Mike Stoops, is there a new defensive formation, Ruffa McNeil, all, all the typical questions you would think got answered last week sometimes seem to linger in a press conference the week after because some people didn't get an opportunity to ask those questions, so it kind of makes Monday's press conference a little bit of a mystery when you think about it for a second. Coming up in segment number two, We're going to talk about the Big 12 and the weekend that it had and what did Iowa State's win over West Virginia do to the conference as a whole. Also, Texas surviving a scare. What's the latest on Sam Ellinger? We'll give you that. And then finally, we'll wrap up with bowl projections and we'll tell you where OU could be headed. And there is a bowl game that I'd really like them to go to for selfish reasons and a matchup I would like to see them play for selfish reasons. And then there's one I would like to see them stay the hell away from because, A, I don't think OU would be very excited about playing that game. And, B, this team's head coach would certainly have revenge on their mind and would go all out to beat OU. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure you can guess if you haven't seen the bold projections. We'll tell you all about that coming up. My name is Eric G. I work for 1340 The Game here in Oklahoma City. I'm the co-host of Saturday Game Day with Randy Renner, or Game Day Saturday. I always flip it around. Either way, whether it's Game Day Saturday or Saturday Game Day, you can hear it on News Radio 1000 KTOK at 5 a.m. on Saturdays, and then at 9 a.m. on 1340 The Game, and then all around the state on the Oklahoma News Network. Be sure to check your local listings. I've covered OU now for almost five years. I'm an OU grad. I bleed crimson and cream, so as much as I am the podcaster slash journalist. I'm really trying to figure out what I am these days. I I heard that, and you know what? You're probably absolutely right. But um, as much as I am that, I am also an OU fan, and I've also watched this this university with such great interest throughout my life. So like you, I sort of live and die with OU, um, and can certainly, when you go through pain, I'm going through pain just as well. And I really hope that at some point we can all get together as a Locked On Sooners family and go grab a beer maybe sometime after this season. Sit things up and uh, I'll take care of that. Or maybe we'll have the Locked On Podcast Network take care of it. Who knows? You think they'd pay for that? Miller Lite's one of our sponsors. They could buy the beer, right? Okay. Well, enough of me trying to get free beer for everyone. Let's talk some OU football. And this is a this week is so intriguing to me, and it has absolutely nothing to do with OU taking on TCU. Right now, it should be noted that Vegas Insider has OU as a seven and a half point favorite, which seems about right. Um, I don't know if I was on mybookie.com this week that I would touch this game with a hundred foot pole, and I generally like to stay away from OU games. But considering we have no idea 
how this OU team is going to react to Ruffin McNeil calling the defensive formations, how Bob Diaco is handling the outside linebackers, what Caleb Kelly's current status is, who's backing up Buzzy Bolton, should be Levi Draper. We don't, where you're going to put Buki Radley-Hiles, is Justin Broyles moving to corner? Like with all these questions still yet to be answered. And some of them, I would bet we do not get answers to until Saturday at 11 o'clock when that game kicks off, that it would make it very hard for anyone with any certain amount of confidence to go out and lay any money on this game. And, and I think for OU, just to have peace of mind, there are some things they've got to get settled. Look, for, for us tomorrow asking Lincoln Riley questions or hearing Lincoln Riley give answers to questions that he's going to be peppered with. I yes, I I I for my own curiosity want to know what Caleb Kelly's status is. I want to know is he possibly moving to outside from inside linebacker? Is he redshirting? Is he going to transfer? Is he still welcome in the program? I want all I want all those questions answered for my own curiosity. But from a program perspective, you also want those questions answered because they do eventually take a toll on your team. And it starts to wear everybody out. And that's something that OU's been dealing with all season long. And finally, you get rid of Mike Stoops, which you think would certainly set in motion an opportunity to answer some of those questions. But if you're Lincoln Riley and you don't already know what's going on or at least have an idea of what's going on or or put to bed any sort of rumors, if it's still kind of lingering out there, that will affect your team. And and that will certainly affect Caleb Kelly. If, if he feels like his status is up in the air and doesn't know he's playing week to week, then he can get prepared, he can work hard, but it's certainly toys with a young man's mind so get that question answered get it out of there figure out where you're putting everyone and I don't know I don't know how much Lincoln Riley's going to divulge tomorrow I would bet that he doesn't divulge a lot because there's that paranoia of college football coaches wanting to tell you things and generally the only time you really get real answers out of college coaches is one when they're off the record just being as sources or when they are talking to you one-on-one because they don't want stuff getting back to them, or two, when ultimately they feel like it's in their best interest to go ahead and give you that very public answer. It's probably not in Lincoln Riley's best interest, or at least he probably doesn't feel like it's in his best interest to tell us everything that's going on behind the curtains right now when it comes to what the Sooners are putting out on the field for this game with TCU. He may, in fact, now there could be the slight chance that he feels like it didn't hurt him, so he may give us some answers, but I would bet tomorrow's a bit of a struggle just just to kind of figure out what's going on at OU. And since we're not allowed to be at practice and we're not allowed to see it, we're sort of relying on what they tell us in order for us to give any sort of informed opinion on that whatsoever. The other thing I think we got to think about going into this week's game with TCU is that OU has had a week off. They still have an opportunity to make the college football playoffs, but your margin of error is zero now. There can be absolutely no screw-ups from now until the end of the season if you want that opportunity. So can you play with that desperation? Can you play hungry enough and play almost mistake-free football for the next few weeks. And even if you are, aren't are playing mistake-free football, can you overcome those mistakes 
in a 60-minute period. I think TCU, it, TCU in a situation this week for them, they played such a bad game against Texas Tech. They're going to come out fired up, desperate. The only thing they've got left to play for is really to finish up their season in a bowl game. OU still has a lot on the line. And any hope of getting to the college football playoffs means you better skate through with one loss and hopefully you get another crack at Texas along the way to help boost any data points you might need from the college football playoff selection committee. And you might want to get some help from Notre Dame because now that is becoming a real thing. As Notre Dame stays undefeated, you know that the college football playoff selection committee will look for any excuse to bring them in, even though it should be the opposite. If you're the college football playoff selection committee, you should look for any excuse to keep Notre Dame out. Not put them in, keep them out. I understand the money, the viewers, everybody, they're, they're still kind of America's university, even though that that's sort of passed over the years because of, well, cable television and you being able to watch anybody that you want. You don't necessarily have to rely on watching Notre Dame. But the reason I say you keep Notre Dame out of the college football playoff if they're undefeated is you force their hand to join a conference. You essentially say to Notre Dame, we're not going to let you in until you join a conference. And if the Big 12, if, if if we held it against the Big 12 for not having a college, for not having a conference championship, then we need to hold it against you for not being in a conference and not having that opportunity. So dump this independence thing, join the ACC, which would be the easiest thing for Notre Dame to do right now, or figure out a way to join the Big 10, or let's move in that direction. But if I'm any member of that committee, I don't want Notre Dame crashing the party right now, especially if I am an athletic director or I'm a conference commissioner. I really don't want Notre Dame crashing the party because I want all that money going to my conference. This is the Locked On Sooners podcast. I'm Eric G. And if you like college football and you would like to watch games and you would like to cut down on your cable bill at the same time, then you need to get hooked up with Sling TV. Oh, yes, absolutely. You need to do this as soon as humanly possible because you can watch college football for 30 bucks a month. $30 a month, you get ESPN, you get the Pac-12 Network, you get the SEC, and you get a whole lot more. And you can not only watch it on your big screen television, but you can take Sling anywhere you go and watch it on all your favorite devices and it gives you all the live TV you want, you want. Plus, there's absolutely no useless channels. This is why I like Sling, is because it is that whole a la carte. You don't have to get a bunch of channels that you don't want. You get everything you want with Sling. There are no long-term contracts. You don't have any fees. And uh, you can cancel at any time. So for any reason you're not happy, and I can't imagine you wouldn't be happy with Sling, but if you're not then you can cancel and it's all right. So sign up today and get a seven-day free trial. And Locked On listeners can get their seven-day free trial just by going to sling.com slash locked on. That's S-L-I-N-G dot com slash locked on right now. And remember, you don't want to watch the game. You need to watch the game. So don't get hung up with a whole bunch of useless channels you don't need. Just go to sling.com slash locked on, get your seven-day free trial, and then 
Watch Sling TV. Don't pay for 20 channels that you never watch. Only watch the ones you want. This is the wave of the future. It's Sling Television. This is the Locked On Podcast Network. We are Locked On Sooners. And coming up next, I'll tell you what uh, Iowa State did to the Big 12 since beating West Virginia, plus an update on Sam Ellinger. It's all right here on LOS. You are Locked On Sooners, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hopefully you'll check out Locked On Thunder as well at LockedOnThunder.com and all our Locked On podcasts at LockedOnSports.com. We are your team every day. We're the only we're the only podcast network that's set up to do local podcasts every day and then get that information out to you. And you can find it all on Apple, iTunes, Google, Spotify, Alexa. There are several ways to get all our podcasts. And hey, and anyone that you listen to, especially if you listen to it on Apple iTunes, rate it five stars because you got a lot of guys working really hard doing these podcasts, bringing it to you every single day because that's our slogan, your team every day. So Iowa State knocks off West Virginia. That's not a good thing for the Big 12. Absolutely not a good thing for the Big 12 because I thought the Big 12, in order to guarantee that they would get a team in the college football playoff now, needed to have some combination of OU West Virginia, OU Texas, Texas West Virginia, playing in that championship game, and one team going undefeated and another team going with one loss, and now that can't happen because there aren't any more undefeated teams left in the Big 12, and you've set yourself up where maybe there is a two-loss team that ends up winning the Big 12 championship, and maybe just because everybody has one loss and gets into that championship game, it still won't be good enough. Go back to segment number one and see that Notre Dame factor come in. So Iowa State, as great as it was for Matt Campbell, and you have to feel that this guy doing the job that he's done at Ames is setting himself up for something much bigger down the line. I don't know how Iowa State keeps him. I hope he stays in Ames because he's great for the conference. But, I, you know, guy has that kind of success at Iowa State. Usually means somebody is willing to make him a, a hell of an offer, a very lucrative offer. And those jobs are very hard to say no to. So I was not... His gr- Sweet Caroline, which... Can somebody tell me why Iowa State sings Sweet Caroline? I thought that was mainly a Massachusetts thing, but if anybody knows why Iowa State seeing Sweet Caroline, please let me know. Seeing them, the rush the field, all that was great, but it, in a sense, it doomed the Big 12 Conference. Oklahoma State, I uh, don't know if they're going to win another game the rest of this year. was uh, talking to one of my friends today. He's a diehard, just diehard OSU fan, and yesterday's loss to Kansas State was almost fatal to the Cowboys because they've got a backloaded schedule. Still have to play West Virginia, still have to play Texas, still have to play OU, and you have to figure that those, right now, three losses for OSU. And if OSU can't figure out a way to scratch out two more wins, um, which would make them just 6-6 six and six on the year to get to a bowl game, you're 506-6 six and six on the year, then where does that leave Boone Pickens and his relationship with Mike Gundy? He's been very critical of Mike Gundy throughout the years. And if Mike Gundy can't figure out a way to get this team to a bowl game, you know that that criticism is just going to intensify. I mean, the, the next, I guess, 
Um, could OSU scratch out a win over TCU in the last game of the year? Yeah, I could see them do that. Could they scratch out a win over Baylor? Maybe. That's the week after Texas. And um, Baylor played Texas pretty darn close yesterday. Of course, it should be noted that Sam Ellinger went out early in that game and has a shoulder sprain. And at least for him, he's got a week off before he comes before he has to play again. So that bodes well for Texas. Doesn't really bode well for Oklahoma State. And I'm not sure if it mattered really if Shane Bouchelle or Sam Ellinger played quarterback at Oklahoma State. I think that Texas line is so big and physical. They'd just be able to run the ball all day on OSU. And defensively, I don't like that matchup for Oklahoma State because offensively, they're just not what we've seen over the last couple of years. And maybe they may have to make a tough decision about Taylor Cordelius and bench him before the end of the year and go with one of these other two quarterbacks which doesn't seem like that's what Mike Gundy wants to do right now. And you almost got this feeling that going into this year with OSU, this season was sort of a wash. It's, hey, if they can be successful, great. If they're not, then that's okay too, because next year is where things pick up. I'm not sure Boone's going to be happy with that, but he may have to live with it. And if you fire Mike Gundy, one, you're going to have to pay him an extraordinary amount of money not to coach anymore. And two... Who do you go get? Because most coaches around the country think Mike Gundy did a pretty good job. They're going to want to know what the expectations are. And I've always said this about OSU. I know they want to make it to the next level. But how many coaches out there feel like they could take that job and out-recruit? And on a regular basis, you're out-recruiting and beating OU. I don't think there are many coaches are. Plus, going into the Dallas area with TCU... And Texas starting to resurge is just going to make things that much tougher for for Oklahoma State. And you could be a good program. You could compete for Big 12 championships. But doing it on a regular basis, that's going to be very hard to do no matter how good you are as a program and no matter how much money you put into it. This is the Locked on Sooners podcast. I am Eric G. And hey, real quick, I want to tell you about our guys at VividSeats.com. They are freaking amazing. I love these guys. They're an online event ticket marketplace. I I love the fact that they say that because what they want is for you to go out and have a great experience. They back back all their tickets with a 100% guarantee. They want you to buy and go to this event and be... They want it to be something that you talk about for a long time. You feel like you really got something out of it. And of course, if you do, then you'll come back to VividSeats.com and go to more events. And to help you... Get into VividSeats.com. We want to give you $20 off your first purchase of $200 or more just by entering the promo code Locked On. So go to the App Store, whether it's Google Play or whether it's an Apple. Download the app. It makes it very easy to buy tickets, but they're all about giving you that one-on-one experience, and they're all about customer service. Look, I wouldn't tell you to go here if I wouldn't use it myself, and I love this place. You can buy OU tickets, OSU tickets, Thunder tickets, and tickets to just about any concert you want. That's VividSeats.com. VividSeats.com. Use the promo code Locked On and get $20 off your first purchase of $200 or more. Coming up next, where is OU going bowling and why I'm not crazy about either matchup. It's all here on Locked On Sooners. You are Locked On Sooners, your daily Oklahoma Sooners podcast. This is the Locked On Sooners podcast. I'm Eric G. Locked On Thunder is out now as well. 
And uh, we've done three episodes in the last few days. So I think it's like two episodes on Friday, one on Saturday. So catch up and get ready for the season with Locked on Thunder at LockedOnThunder.com and at Apple iTunes, at Stitcher, at Alexa, at Spotify, all the places you can get fine podcasts. That's Locked on Thunder, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. The bowl projections are already out for Week 7, and according to ESPN, OU is either headed to the Fiesta Bowl to play University of Central Florida, or they're headed to the Sugar Bowl to play LSU. Of those two matchups, I much prefer to go play LSU. One for selfish reasons, because I'd rather go to New Orleans than go out to Phoenix, and I have friends who are big LSU fans, so I get an opportunity to go out and party with them. Plus a little bit of revenge. I mean, yeah, it won't mean as much as, you know, beating them in the Sugar Bowl a few years ago. Well, I know you had an opportunity to win another national championship under Bob Stoops, but it'd still be a lot more fun, and it would look a lot better in the media guide to crack it open and see a win over LSU in a bowl game than see a win over Central Florida. And I'm not sure OU could actually win either game or would win either game. One, I I, I don't like the LSU matchup. They remind me a lot of Texas with their physicality, and if you didn't see them play on Saturday, that defense is no joke. I was skeptical after seeing the LSU defense against Miami this year earlier because I just didn't know how good Miami was, but... Uh, they proved they're no joke against Georgia. And it wouldn't shock me at all to see LSU knock off Alabama later on this year. Um, but still, I just think the matchup, OU would be fired up for it. The fans would be fired up for it. And it'd be something that a few years from now, um, you just talk about how much fun it was to beat LSU. Playing Central Florida doesn't get you a whole lot when you're a school like OU. And you're playing against Josh Heupel who will pull out all the stops in this game to stick it to OU. And and I just I hate it when OU goes against non-Power 5 schools. There's nothing that gnaws at me more than when OU has to play a non-Power 5 school that has something to prove, especially one last year that thought they should be playing in the college football playoff. And for them, beating OU, in their mind, whether it helps the selection committee or not think this in their mind if you're UCF you beat OU it's like yeah look what we've done we've we've beaten all these schools eventually you gotta let us in well the answer to that question will always be no they don't have to let you in or that statement I guess would always be no but I don't see OU getting fired up for that game I think OU would treat that game much like they did Boise State even though this UCF team is a lot better than that Boise State was a a, a while back I just it's Central Florida, and it does nothing for the players. It does nothing for the coaches, and if you win, great, you get a trophy, but in the long run, it's it's pretty meaningless. And it, it, and if we're going to say that all bowl games outside of the college football playoff are meaningless, at least when you get to play an historical school like Auburn or Alabama, as OU's gotten to, done, as OU's gotten to do in these last few years, or you play somebody like Notre Dame, that's at least a heavyweight fight you want to see, OU versus UCF. I'm not sure how many people would care about that. This wraps up Locked On Sooners for today. I am Eric G. saying thank you so much for letting us be a part of your day. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening. Tomorrow we'll be back. Tomorrow we will be back with audio from Lincoln Riley and a whole lot more. So be listening to Locked On Sooners, your team every day. And until then, everybody love everybody. God bless you and your family, and peace, love, and boomer soon. You are Locked On Sooners, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. 
Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcast Locked On. Don't worry, I won't finish. You get the idea.